So let's go right back to the beginning. I, the story of Hadith and the, uh, therefore the story of the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So to understand this, um, we have to go back to the time of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and his companions. And there's a, a few uh, societal and cultural uh, things that we need to understand which I think will be really useful in understanding uh, a lot of differences, for example, in fiqh that occur later on, uh, understanding uh, why there were differences in uh, narrations between companions about the same event. Uh, and it allows uh, an individual to have a holistic understanding of, uh, of um, the sharia and the rules and regulations uh, that the Sharia demands of us. So, in the time of the Prophet Wasallam, the Prophet Wasallam would go about his daily, daily life. He would uh, carry out chores in the house. He would look after his family. He would be uh, uh, wearing many hats at different times in the day. He would be a leader, a comforter, a community leader. Uh, a, a shoulder to cry on, and a person who would attend to his own needs. So there, the Prophet Sallallahu personality, his character, um, and his ability to perform many, many roles uh, and so swiftly interchange between them is nothing less than remarkable. And if you reflect on how difficult it is for us uh, to multitask, to um, do different roles, uh, for example, being a parent, uh, being a father, being a, a brother, uh, being a, a, a member of a profession, having rights and responsibilities over people that you care for or are meant to lead in the community. So it's a very difficult situation. Uh, and one that many people uh, uh, in our society struggle with. So the Prophet ﷺ was amazing as, as a personality that he could uh, quite seamlessly move between these different roles. And he had a very astute uh, and loving group of companions who were completely and utterly dedicated to him. They respected him, they loved him. They uh, uh, were mentored by him. And this is where the nub of the issue really starts. Because one of the main roles of the Prophet ﷺ was to mentor his companions. Was to teach them. And to teach them the principles uh, of the deen and the sharia. So that when in future they came across situations... They knew the principles, they knew the paradigm in which uh, 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 certain things were to be done. And so this intense period of mentorship uh, uh, was, uh, was historically uh, uh, documented and is borne out in the lives of the companions and the reports that they uh, mention about the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, about his character, 
about his behavior towards them. Uh, but why, why, what I want to focus on is trying to understand the nature of that society at the time and what was happening from a, a hadith perspective, what was happening uh, from a sunnah perspective. So the companions of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, wanted to emulate him. So they were very observant. So they would observe the Prophet وسلم, they would watch him, and they would record uh, his actions, his sayings, his do's and don'ts, his shyness. They even enumerated you know, how he looked, how many grey hairs he had, the nature of his smile. So that tells you that the Sahaba were very, very uh, astute and were a willing receptacle uh, to be filled with knowledge and to, to be filled with information. And so their eagerness led them to uh, record mainly in an oral fashion, because an important point about this culture at the time was that orality and the preservation of knowledge in an oral medium and via memory was very important. Paper wasn't introduced into the Arabian Peninsula, you know, well into the late, uh, uh, late 8th and 9th century. Uh, and so it's well document, documented that the companions used to record uh, things those were, that were scribes on anything that they could find, and therefore the 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 foundation of the hadith is an oral oral tradition, in which uh, things were memorized, things were observed. They heard the Prophet ﷺ say something, and they immediately committed it to to memory. It impacted them because of the personality of the messenger. And so the, the beginnings of, his, uh, of uh, hadith are an oral nature. We have the companions recording and preserving the, the sunnah and the ways of the Prophet ﷺ in an oral fashion. However, that's not to say that documentation of hadith didn't occur in a written form. It did. Uh, there's the famous com uh, companion Amr ibn As who documented uh, hadith and we'll come into into that kind of aspect of the early phase of hadith documentation later later and it is true the prophet وسلم, at the beginning of islam uh, felt uneasy with his companions those that were scribes documenting hadith in a written form the reason being was that he did not want there to be confusion between the documentation of the quran which was occurring with the ahadith. And later on, when the Prophet Sallallahu was uh, uh, confident that his companions uh, you know, had memorized large portions of the Qur'an and the Qur'an was committed to memory and it was preserved in a written form, then uh, towards the latter uh, uh, stages, the hadith documentation accelerated and developed even further. So the companions, they observed the Prophet ﷺ, they watched him and they lived their lives with him and they developed memories uh, of him and they preserved those memories in an oral tradition. And so 
This brings us to uh, an important point about the observational nature uh, of what was happening. So if I give you an, an example, the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam would go about his normal life. He would do wudu and there would be many companions around him. One would recollect that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam did wudu in this manner. Another may recollect or the Prophet ﷺ did wudu in this manner and he might add more detailed, for example, was the Prophet ﷺ in a rush? Uh, what was happening prior to that wudu taking place? Did the Prophet ﷺ call for water? Who bought the water? And the, a third companion might narrate uh, 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 about how the, the nature of how the water was dripping from the limbs of the Prophet ﷺ. So we have three narrations about us, the same event and slightly varying, but they're all, they're, they're all valuable. They're an oral representation of what was happening. So for example, you have uh, a, a professor who stands at the front of his lecture theatre full of eager students. And he walks into the lecture theatre and he starts making a cup of tea prior to giving the lecture. The 100 students that are there will all recollect the, uh, the manner in which the professor came into the theatre, the clothes that he was wearing, how did he prepare his cup of tea in slightly different ways. It's recollection of the same event. So student A may... Uh, recollect that he walked in in a brisk fashion and put his mug down with his right hand. Another student might recollect that he walked in a brisk fashion, he put his mug down, which already had a, t a teaspoon that, uh, that was already in the, the cup, and so on and so forth. It's the same recollection of the event, but with variances. And that is the real fundamental aspect of hadith uh, in its earliest form. The Prophet ﷺ lived his life, he did certain actions, he spoke about certain events, and the companions observed this. And through observation, they preserved it and recollected it by an oral tradition. And they then taught this to their uh, students, the Tabi'een, but towards uh, uh, this aspect uh, of uh, hadith history, what we find is uh, an important aspect occurred, which was the travelling and the dispersal of the Sahaba through Islamic lands. One of the roles uh, of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, that's important to understand is that the Prophet was a teacher. Uh, and the, the Quran affirms to that fact in uh, Surah Al Jumu'ah, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that the Prophet was sent to uh, an illiterate nation and that the Messenger of Allah was from amongst them. And one of his roles was to recite the, the Quran to them uh, and therefore purifying them, teaching them uh, and uh, that was one of his uh, uh, main functions 
as a messenger uh, uh, to the uh, the Arabs and and therefore uh, to the rest of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's creation and Allah mentions it as I've mentioned in Surah Al-Jumah that it is he, Allah, who sent uh, uh, you uh, amongst the illiterate ones, a messenger from amongst them, and reciting to them his verses, purifying them and teaching them the book, either Quran and the wisdom, either Sunnah, although they were in error before this. And the ahadith themselves, the sunnah itself, testifies that the Prophet ﷺ, one of his most important roles was being a teacher. Um, so we have a narration in Ibn Majah and Darmi that uh, shows that the Prophet ﷺ, uh, was sent as a teacher. Uh, and he emerged from his house one day and he entered Masjid al-Nawi and he saw two groups of people. Now one group of the people groups was reciting the Quran and make, making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and another group was engaged in learning and teaching. And the Prophet sallallahu saw these two groups and said both of them are on good. I, one group is reciting the Qur'an and making dua to Allah and if Allah wills, He will grant them what they wish for or He will deny them. But as for the group that were teaching and learning, the Prophet ﷺ said, That I have been sent as a teacher and ma'ahum, and he sat with this second group. So, uh, when we consider the history of uh, the sunnah and the history of hadith, it's important to realize that the Prophet ﷺ was a teacher to uh, his companions. And uh, Sheikh Abu Fatal Ghudda has got a, a very good uh, book, um, and it's, it's called. Rasul uh, Rasul uh, Muallim and I understand that it's now published in English and therefore is uh, is a useful book uh, to get and in the book itself it uh, kind of lists around about 40 different methodologies that the Prophet ﷺ used uh, to teach. And inshallah, uh, if Allah wills, we will go through some of these uh, methodologies about how the Prophet ﷺ taught uh, his companions. <laughs>